The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. After nearly two decades in the making, the Fountain Blue Las Vegas is finally up and running just in time for New Year's. The luxury real estate and hospitality brand has long been a staple of Miami, Florida, and now it's building a new legacy in the Southwest. And for more, we're going to bring in Jeffrey Sofer. He's the chairman and CEO of Fountain Blue Development, and he's joining us now from Las Vegas. Out of curiosity, how much more potential do you see in Las Vegas, especially relative to Miami, as we know Miami has been a very hot destination in recent years i mean it's it's been a very strong you know robust market here especially the numbers of record-breaking numbers they've had last year and i think the year before as well it's come back very strong so i mean obviously you know i think that there's a you know there's a, people have discovered las vegas in other ways than it just it, just from a gambling aspect which is you know transition through over the years so it's you know it's really a major uh resort and vacation and and, and business uh mention town as well well, one thing that a lot of people are worried about, Jeffrey, is that the consumer might slow down. You look at what this year looked like, and people were so excited to get back on the road, get back to destinations, go to places like Las Vegas, spend a little money. Uh, but now you are watching consumers starting to get a little more strapped. So what is the type of consumer you're looking out for? And do you think that certain types of customers might start to pull back into next year? I think, look, obviously that's that's out there, but I believe that, you know, with what Las Vegas has to offer and the way it does it, the efficiency of it, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a town that has so much to offer at so many different levels, price levels. So, um, you know, whether it's the group business and the meetings during the week or the citywide conventions or, you know, vis-a-vis obviously... Uh, you know the tourists that come in on the weekends. It's uh, it's it's definitely uh, been a you know it's it's proven itself over time. But it's you know it's been it's held steady. Obviously, you could see some of the extraordinary exorbitant spending slow down. But you know right now, I mean, our bookings are strong. Our convention bookings or pre bookings are very strong, and we're you know we're growing every day. So we're we're excited. Yeah, and congratulations. I have to say it's been a 23-year journey, Jeffrey, so it must be quite something to actually be standing in there or sitting there now and watching it be open. 67 stories. Tell us a little bit more about what you have to offer at Fountain Blue in Vegas. Well, we have a lot of different food uh, venues, different types of food venues, from food promenades to uh, signature restaurants, all different types of food. We obviously have a, a, a theater, a 3,700-seat theater, which we are putting acts like we have Post Malone playing here for over New Year's for two nights. Um, obviously, you know, it's it's, it's a high-end luxury resort, uh, almost 58,000-square-foot spa, you know, ma- you know major uh, uh, meeting space and convention space. And, uh, you know, it's got it's got a mix of everything, and it's new, and it's designed. It's, it's obviously people know the brand because it's been around a long time. 
but I think it's just a little bit of a departure what's typically built here in Las Vegas from a theme project. It's really designed, and a lot of the design elements came from the Fountain Blue in Miami. So it's 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 and it, and it's uniquely uh, designed well. It's relative to the movement around the hotel. So. It's definitely a different product than what's in this market today. And interestingly, it's actually the tallest occupiable building in Nevada right now. So that must have been some bureaucracy that you had to get through in order to, to, to be able to build the tallest occupiable building in Nevada. Talk to us about what's working in Vegas right now, though, because it used to be that it was the casinos that made all the money, right? And then it sort of became the clubs. Is it the conventions now or what, sort of break up the percentages roughly for us? I think it's uh, obviously gaming has been, a, you know, has, has gone from a dominant you know, the majority of the revenue to, you know, the minority, obviously, different hotels have different types of percentage of gaming revenue, but typically they're around 25%. Um, obviously, the upper scale properties like this one might might do a little more. We should do more. Um, but, you know, obviously, I think the big changer here is that, again, if these, these are resorts. This is a full-fledged resort. So it offers more than just a casino experience from a dining to shopping to, you know, obviously all the different things you want to see shows in Vegas. And, and and we went a little further with our spa and our and our gym product or gymnasium and I mean the gym product that we have here and of course you know our gaming opportunity floors and, and the type of product we have in our upscale upscale room product that we put up here on the top floor so our Florida Lee which is our you know very like mansions in the sky type product so it's a uh, you know and you know we've sort of you know designed this property like after that type of market so but again. The, the market, I think, the reason why it's exploded pretty well is because of the group business has gotten bigger and bigger here, and companies like coming here and meeting, and that gave a great foundation to be able to drive rates up. And I think that's why you're seeing some of the record room rates that you've seen here. How important is it for Las Vegas and its attractions to be diversifying away from just gaming? I think it's extreme, extremely important. Obviously, we've focused heavily on food and beverage, our restaurant products, the type of restaurants we have and different venues that we put in here. Obviously, our group's you know, business, our, our meeting space configurations, we have 550,000 feet of meeting space at this property, which is significantly, which is a lot per key. Um, and, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's an important aspect. And, and, you know, being the proximity here, being us being right next to the convention center gives us, I think, a little bit of advantage with the city-wide. But it's definitely made a difference in, in, in the numbers you're seeing out of the other properties that have been open. So what about New Year's? Right around the corner, and a lot of people are looking forward to, to getting their celebration started. What do you have in store? Um, we have Post Malone playing here. We obviously Ooh. have a bunch of different events going on through the property. Um, and we're new this year, so obviously, you know, we're ramping every day. And, and you know, the reception's been great, and our numbers are better and better every day. So we're, we're very excited about the, 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 the uh the process, the progress that we've made since we've opened on July 13th. How important to the bottom line and to the backing are partnerships, Jeffrey? You're in partnership with Live, for example, and, and several others too. Well, Live is owned by by Fountain Blue. It's not a, everyone gets confused that it's another brand, but it's actually owned by us. We have an operator that operates it, um, Dave Grubman, um, MMG, I'm sorry, uh, Root Hospitality, his old company's energy. But, uh, it's important. All these elements are important. The, the type of, you know, the DJs that are playing in these in the in, in the clubs, in the day clubs, the night clubs, the type of restaurants you have here. It's all about curating these customers that want to come here and enjoy themselves. And you obviously want to keep them on property. And 
and the content you provide here is very important to, to doing that. And so Jeffrey, I, as well. I'm sure you have sort of a, a spend per person that you would like to see or a break-even rate per person and there may even be different layers. Take us a little bit into the sort of nuts and bolts of how it works, if you would, if you can share that with us. What are you looking for from yeah, the I person mean, who walks in? I mean, I mean, obviously we have a, we have a you know, our first year plan, we have, you know, obviously we like to get to a certain occupancy and then, of course, drive a certain a certain ADR rate. And, of course, then we, you know, our gaming business, which we've, we're taking it slowly and we're doing it organically. Um, we haven't really got, you know, we're, we're digging through this every day. And, you know, when you open a big property like this, there's so many moving pieces. It's so big. You hire so many people that it's very difficult to just do, you know, like when you have a restaurant, you could have training for three weeks and then open it and you could really, you know, be very close. And this is such a massive, you know, uh, building and property that you have a lot of every day you're making changes. So, you know, our first year we took a very conservative approach and, uh, you know, and of course we're building on it. Obviously we're focusing on the customer and we believe, we know we have a great product, what we built, but, uh, you know, to, to sit here and say that we're going to run the same numbers that some of our competitors are right away is not is not realistic. Um, the property will will do that over time. And, and obviously, we think we'll surpass, you know, we'll be at the top of the food chain here. So, um, well, the very best of luck. It looks absolutely beautiful from where we're sitting in New York City. And our thanks to you. That's Jeffrey Sofer, chairman and CEO of Fountain Blue Developments. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.